Good to see so many out this afternoon, especially so many visitors. We have a couple repeats this morning. So we got uh, Chicago and Atlanta and Tampa representing. And then I didn't get to see, I saw a Perry, Kentucky. Who owns the Kentucky truck? That's you all. Okay, very good. So I'm going to have to talk to you all more. I love Kentucky. So anyway, my first question uh, this afternoon is looking at this slide. Is that bother anybody that it's off-centered like that? Anybody? Is it just me? Because I made it, and I played around with it. So the problem is, announcements is such a long word that it ran in to the next word. So I was just trying to see who my OCD group was. So anyway, it's good to be with you this afternoon. And this afternoon, really, I think is a very simple lesson. Uh, we're going to be looking at um, a character I... To me, I relate to very well. Uh, my wife will probably agree with you. But we're going to be looking at Martha. And the question I have for you this afternoon is, are you like Martha? Because I have to tell you that I am very much like Martha. As we think about Martha this afternoon, I'm reminded of Zacchaeus. So I kind of fooled you with saying Mary and Martha, but we're going to get there. Let's turn first. To Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Let's look at Luke 19 and verse 1. Once again, I thank you so much for being here. And I, I challenge and encourage all of you to open the Word as we study. And before we read there, I'm going to ask if you'll pray with me. Dear kind, and heaven, dear kind Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so humbled to be able to come before you this afternoon. We pray as we open up your Word, we do it with the right attitude, with the right heart, with the right reverence. We're so grateful for the visitors that have come our way. We ask that you will continue to watch over them as they travel. We ask that you bless them and get them back to their destination safely. Once again, help us as we open your word to teach the truth and to stand for the truth. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. It says, He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. It's hard reading this and not want to sing the song as you're reading it. Uh -huh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. We'll, get, we'll keep reading. I'm sorry. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He was gone into the be with a guest who was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. What an amazing story about Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, and in many's eyes was a sinner, as we, we stated here. But Jesus selected Zacchaeus because he knew Zacchaeus' heart. He knew where Zacchaeus' mind and his priority was, as we talked about this morning. For those who weren't with us this morning, we are trying to let go of the word priority because it really should be priority, right? When we think about our lives, it should be focused solely on God. 
All other decisions, all other things should be focused on that one thing. And as we look at Zacchaeus, we see that his priority was lined up with Jesus. And Jesus comes to his house on this day, and what a wonderful treat to be able to host Jesus. And that's where we come to see Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And we see in Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, we won't read all of these, but these are the three accounts where we kind of learn some things about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So let's look at Luke chapter 10, since we're already in Luke. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Luke 10 and verse 38. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Turn with me now to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We'll kind of look at all these accounts to see what is a little bit different here. John chapter 11, and we won't read this whole thing, but John chapter 11 Starting in verse 1, it says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are going to there again? And Jesus answered, and there are not twelve hours in the day. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. And the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus has already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, She went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. 
And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she arose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus deeply moved again to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, I did not tell you that if you believe, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God. So he took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on the account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And you know the rest of the story. I find this to be extremely interesting. And so let's kind of look at this a little bit more. So who was Martha? John chapter 11 and verse 1 tells us that um, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And we see a unique relationship between Jesus and these three individuals. It seems that Jesus has a very unique relationship with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And what we also see is that now, is that Jesus loved Martha. We see here in verse 5, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. What an amazing thing to read in Scripture that Jesus loved these three individuals. And the third thing that we see here in verses 21 through 24, and I have to tell you, this is probably my favorite part of this section. In verses 21 through 24, it says, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he goes on and talks about how he is the resurrection. And he's the one that gives life. And I love this because we see a different dimension of Martha than we saw when we read in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And when we think about Martha, we often think about that account in Luke chapter 10. 
And I have to tell you, I often think about that because I think it it hits me in the stomach and it hits me in the mind because I think, wow, that is that's sometimes just like me. And I don't know if it's just this piercing recognition of who I am in comparison to Martha, but I find it to be interesting. And so let's go back to Luke chapter 10. Let's go back to Luke chapter 10 and let's see if we can learn some lessons from Martha from this account. In Luke chapter 10, and we already read this, but I'd like to read it one more time if you don't mind. In Luke chapter 10, and starting in verse 38, actually let's start in verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she went to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. So the first thing that I notice, and I I don't know if you notice, but the first thing that jumps off my page is this D word, distraction. And I have to tell you, it's easy for me to get distracted sometimes with the wrong things. We Michael said something a, a couple weeks back, and I thought I found it to be very true. I don't know how many times that you have gotten on, say, your phone or a tablet, or the computer, and you got on Facebook or social media, and you just went to look at one simple thing, and then all of a sudden, 55 minutes later, you're still on Facebook scrolling or whatever, and you've lost track of all that time. Or for me, I might go on the ESPN app and look up scores, and all of a sudden I'm watching videos about Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm lost in this Patriots realm where I'm trying to figure out who's starting on Sunday or whatever it might be. And the reality is that Martha was distracted. And the thing that's interesting is that she was distracted when who was in the house? Jesus. The second thing we see is that Martha was bothered. She was bothered by Mary's actions. And she says to Jesus, she says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And the Lord answers, and we hear that famous, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And then, what I think we see, or the lesson that I see here, is that Martha didn't really understand the importance of the presence of Jesus. And really, you think about the short lifespan that Jesus had. And you think about how much Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Mary wanted to be at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus says that she has chosen the good portion. And so as we look at this, I think that there are some important things for us to understand here in Luke chapter 10 and verse 41. He says her name twice. And we talked about this morning, when we read Scripture and we see things repetitive, it's usually implying that it's important. Right? If your mom or dad, and I'm starting to realize this as a, as a parent, how many times you literally repeat yourself, and you think, I'm saying this for a reason because it's important, right? And I don't think I truly respected my parents enough to recognize that if they said it multiple times, it was important to them. 
And what Jesus says here is he says, Martha, Martha. Really putting emphasis on the fact that, Martha, you're not getting it. You're missing the big picture. And brothers and sisters, I have to tell you that there are many times where I miss the big picture. I don't know about you, but you can just fill in the blank. How many times have you missed that opportunity to talk to somebody that was right there, but you were afraid? Or how many times did work get in the way? Or how many times did different priorities get in the way of the priority? Martha, Martha. Or Michael, Michael. Or Marley, Marley. Or Glenn, Glenn. Or Jason, Jason. What Jesus is saying here is don't miss the important stuff. You've got all this stuff that's trying to distract you. Don't miss the important stuff. And God is reminding us right here about the important stuff. The next thing we see is He tells her that she is worried and troubled about many things. If I was to ask today, how many of you here who are present are worried about things that you probably shouldn't be worried about? My hand would fly up. How many times has God come through in the past for you? How many times has God answered those prayers? Those prayers where you found yourself on bended knees, begging for God to bless the situation. And He does. Maybe not in the perfect way that you envisioned, but He always takes care of you. And what Jesus is telling here is, I'm going to take care of you. I will take care of you. The next thing we see is that he tells her one thing is needed. Brothers and sisters, I want to be the one to tell you today there's one thing that is needed. And it's for your relationship to be right with God. I love my wife. I love my daughter and soon to be son. And sometimes they come first. But the best thing I could give to my family is for them to know that I love the Lord first. Brothers and sisters, that's the decision we make every day. And Jesus tells Martha that. And then he explains how Mary has chosen the good part. Brothers and sisters, if we love our spouses, if we love our wives and our husbands, I just said spouses. I meant children. We love our husbands and our wives and our children and our grandchildren. Then we will choose the good part. And brothers and sisters, the good part is following God. No matter what. And the thing is, I have a couple of questions for you. The first one is, how would Jesus respond to you? What would you choose if you were in the same situation? Would you be worried about all of the details, about all of the planning, about all of the food preparations? And not that Martha wasn't worried about important things. But what Jesus is telling her is you're missing the most important thing. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we need to stop and say no. Because right now I need to give God what He deserves. The second question is what? 
do you choose every day? What comes before the Lord? And I think it's easy when we're in these four safe walls and when we're in a Bible class to say all the right things. And it's interesting because we, we teach our children from the, a little age to always say those right buzzwords in class. Prayer. Forgiveness. Mercy. Love. We, and we, and we have that same mentality as adults. But sometimes when the rubber meets the road, sometimes it, there's a disconnect. And these four walls we say, absolutely. God's the priority. And then when we get out there, it's easy to be distracted. It's easy to not not remember who we are, as we talked about this morning. And so what will you choose? Because I love Jesus, and I get distracted, and I get bothered, and I forget sometimes who Jesus really is. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I want to look at one more story. Turn with me to Mark chapter 7, and then the lesson will be yours. Mark chapter 7. I don't particularly know why, but this story, this account, really punches me in the stomach. In Mark chapter 7, starting in verse 24, Starting in verse 24, it says, And from there arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house, and did not want anyone, and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden because he was Jesus, because he was performing all these amazing miracles. But immediately, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, and came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, And she begged him and cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be fed first. For it is not right to take the children's bread and to throw it to dogs. Ouch. Seems like such a harsh thing for Jesus to say. He says, you're not important. (laughs) These people are important. Please, get, get behind me. You're a dog. I need to feed the children. And the thing that she says to me is so powerful. She says, she answered him, yes, Lord. But even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Wow. I feel like I, I, I can feel my, myself shaking because of that response. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Wow, what faith. What faith. To know that all she needed was a piece of the crumb from Jesus. Brothers and sisters, do you have that type of faith? Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And I want to tell you today that Jesus loves you just as much. Are you bothered? Are you distracted? Do you sometimes forget who Jesus really is? I think we all do. But it's important for us to never forget. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God 
and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What an amazing verse. I am so encouraged by Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But I have to tell you, particularly Martha. Martha, Martha. You are distracted and bothered by so much and you're missing the good portion. Brothers and sisters, if you are missing the good part, if there is something in your life that right now, deep inside, don't tell me, if there is something deep inside of you that is not the proper priority, I encourage you, I plead for you to get that right. Because life is fragile. Life can be here and then be gone. As James says, life is but a vapor. There's a lot of you I do not know, and I I look forward to getting to know you a little bit before we leave this building. But if there is something and your soul is not where it needs to be and you can't wait another moment, please don't. Let us make things right and help you. There's water behind me. If there's any here that need encouragement or prayers or to take that step, please come as Glenn leads us in our closing song.